When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this Open Forum Wednesday as we get ready for the Kings and the Bulls. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is uh, uh, that much closer to going to the New York Jets. If you have any other NFL news that you want to talk about, uh, we can get there. What do you think about the road trip for the Kings? Would you take three and one before they even leave? I think most people would, right? I think you'd take three and one before they tip off the ball. By the way, don't forget to join all of the coverage that we have today. Ryan will be doing the pregame show 30 minutes before tip-off, and then he'll be joining me at halftime and the postgame as well. Kings and Bulls, the first of four. And You know, when you go over the schedule, it's really hard to imagine the Kings not being a two or three seed. As a matter of fact, I think it's almost impossible. When I mean, I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I think you'd have to have Fox and Sabonis both not play for the rest of the games for that to occur. So to me, it appears that we're talking about a two or a three seed. And if you look at the standings right now and who you might want to play, it's too difficult to figure out. It's too difficult because when you look at four through, we'll just keep it 10. Okay. The difference is three games in a loss column. Phoenix with 32 losses. The Lakers with 35 losses are in 10th. So 4 to 10, the difference is only three games. So it's not really, you drive yourself freaking crazy if you try to figure out, well, gee, you're going to play this team, you're going to play that team. Uh Uh-uh. All those other teams I just mentioned is just trying to get into the show. All right, tonight, Memphis and Miami. Phillies at Cleveland. Lakers and Rockets in Houston. Boston's at Minnesota. Dallas is at San Antonio. And the Warriors play the Clippers. John Morant, eight games. The suspension coming down from the NBA. I I don't know what the hell the NBA is doing. I really don't. But the reality is the five games that he's already missed will count. But we don't know when he's coming back. All right? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Should be back for the playoffs, assuming that Minnesota makes the playoffs. Minnesota announced that today. They're playing Boston tonight. And he has been out for, what, now almost 50 games that he's missed. He suffered the injury uh, right around Thanksgiving. And now, as he's ramping up his on-court activities. I mean, we're talking about less than four weeks to go in the regular season, right? But they're hoping to have him back for the playoffs. All right, what do you want to talk about today? Open Forum Wednesday. What about the Denver Nuggets? They've lost four in a row. Michael Malone saying that we just got soft all of a sudden. You know? So they now need to rev it back up. Kings are playing unbelievably consistently. 
Lakers are playing well right now, 7 of 10. Warriors have won 7 of 10. You know, Oklahoma City's playing pretty well. That's interesting to keep an eye on them. They could be a pesky first-round matchup. By the way, no Trey Lyles. He was suspended for the altercation with Brooke Lopez, so he's been suspended uh, for the game tonight against the Chicago Bulls. All right, hit me up. I need a leadoff person. What do you want to talk about? Right? I want to hear from you. We got NFL free agency. Again, Aaron Rodgers made it very clear on the Pat McAfee show that he intends to play for the Jets this season. Said he made the decision over the weekend. All right. I mean, they have to work out a deal. And that's where he wants to go. Quote, I made it clear my intention was to play and to play for the New York Jets. And I have not been holding anything up. It's the compensation that the Packers are trying to get. The Packers want to move on and have let me know that in so many words. So he looks like he's going to play in New York. Quote, I effing love that city. I love that organization, talking about Green Bay, and always going to have love for that organization. The facts are, right now, they want to move on, and now so do I. Quote, I got to be the starting quarterback of the Packers for 15 years. So I love you, Green Bay. Thank you. I'm as sad as some of you are, but we'll meet again. Then he was asked why the Jets are attractive. Quote, there are a lot of reasons why the Jets are attractive. There's one coach who has meant as much to me as any coach they've ever had. Referring to the new offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. That's number one. And trying to see what else he said. There's so many quotes here, but that's the main part. You know, that's the main part. He was asked about the notion that he provided the Jets with a wish list. He called that ridiculous. All right. He said, quote, my only demand is for transparency. Now, what did I say yesterday when people were ripping Aaron Rodgers for a set of demands? I said, well, you know, let's wait and hear what Aaron has to say about that because it didn't come from his mouth. Okay. And again, he called it today ridiculous. Now, he was asked to explain that. He said, okay, go. He goes, did they ask me about certain guys that I've played with over the years? Of course. Did I talk glowingly about teammates that I love? Yes. Why wouldn't you? He said, people want these things to be so true that, like, I'm in this meeting dressed in a ceremonial regalia giving them some sort of handwritten note on parchment to demand a list of people they need to sign. He laughed. All right. Then he said about Odell. I mean, first of all, who wouldn't want Odell on their team? I wouldn't. I got my hand in the air. So we'll see. So it looks like it's either going to be the Jets or nothing. He's not playing in Green Bay. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, I need a leadoff person on this open forum Wednesday. Hit me up. All right. What do you want to talk about? Who wants to be the leadoff person? Let's do it. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry, you'll start us off today. How are you on this Wednesday, Jerry? I'm fine, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. 
You know, Grant, I just want this whole uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, just sick and tired of hearing about this guy every single day, where he's going to go, what what he wants. You know what? Just, I mean, just get it over with, Aaron, and 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 just be done with it. And and Grant, if he does go to the Jets, Grant, uh, would you give up multiple draft picks if you are the Jets to a Green Bay? Well, first of all, he's not the one that's holding things up. he's not the one that has to work out the trade. It's the Jets and the Packers. So let's keep that in mind. You know, he's not a free agent. He's still under contract in Green Bay. So that's first and foremost. Well, you know, multiple draft picks and what are the draft picks are two different things. You know, at this point in his career and his age, uh, I'm not mortgaging the future to get Aaron Rodgers. I can promise you that. So, uh, you know, Grant, I saw a couple of things that uh, that – uh, Green Bay is going to want uh, multiple first-round picks. I would not do that no. if I was Green Bay. You do that if you're Green Bay. You're not going to do that if you're the Jets. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Right. Yeah. No, there's no way in the world the Jets are going to do that. You can't give up multiple first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Can't do it. And, Grant, you said, I, I believe it was yesterday, you said that you hadn't talked to Aaron in about two to three years. You think- no, I talked to him. La- no, no, no. I, I, uh, we Our last conversation – was what is it now march the last conversation i had with him via uh texting was i believe in october of this past year okay i see and grant one thing about uh jimmy g going to the raiders uh you think uh that's the only uh team that he wanted to go to or do you think there's other teams out there that were really interested in him I think there were two or three other teams that definitely showed interest in him. You know, it makes sense for him. Uh, Obviously, with Josh McDaniels, the familiarity when he was at New England, you know, the money was good. So to me, it's probably the best opportunity with the most familiarity. I mean, the last thing Jimmy Garoppolo wants to have to do is, you know, learn a new system. You know, this one with McDaniels should be pretty easy for him. It won't take long to get back up on, on track because he's very familiar with it. Well, yeah, Grant, that's true, too. But then again, too, he didn't have uh, the same team he had in New England uh, with all those weapons and uh, being under Brady. I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. Well, he's got better. He's got better. He's got better weapons in uh, with the Raiders than he did in New England. Uh, New England didn't have a Devontae Adams. They didn't have a Josh Jacobs. Um, but he's actually got really good. Uh, Redfro's a good receiver. He's actually probably got better weapons with the Raiders than he had when he was on New England. New England didn't have big name running backs, receivers. I mean, they weren't, they they were just like, they lose players, they would add players, they would lose players, they would add players. I'm talking about New England. They didn't have a Devontae Adams. He's got one of the great receivers in the NFL to work with. That They didn't have a Devontae Adams on New England when he was there. Well, Grant, it's going to be kind of hard, Grant, uh, when the Raiders line. Uh, if, if you can't protect your quarterback, it's going to – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be... I agree. I agree with that. Okay. I agree with that. All right, sir. Well, sir, that's all I had, Grant. I just... Thank you, Jerry. Good hearing from you, buddy. You take care. But again, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Who did the – they have any Devontae Adams when he was there? I don't think so. Not in New England. Antonio, how are you today? Great. How are you doing, Grant? I'm good, buddy. Good to hear from you again. Hey, how do you uh, how do you feel about uh, getting uh, Waller the baller from uh, from my Las Vegas Raiders? Are you, are you happy for that? Yeah, I think it's a great move for the Giants. 
the question is, can he stay on the field? Because he's only played in 20 games the last two years. But I, I think it's a phenomenal pickup uh, for the Giants. Like, I, I, I grade it as, you know, an A-plus pickup. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I watched his career. Um, I, you know, his personal things that he's went through, and he's uh, overcome those. He's been a true professional, though. He did get a little sidetracked. I think he got – I think – you already know, you know, guys, some guys don't like McDaniels. I think there's even a guy for the Eagles that didn't want to come to go play with the Raiders. Yep. I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that goes. Hey, one other thing, I'll try to go all over the place real quick. Uh, what would you think about a Warrior King matchup? Uh, does that excite you? What do you think about that? Everything it would be epic. It would be. Uh, it would be. Uh, it would be unlike anything Northern California's ever seen before. Uh, it would be off the charts. It would be incredible. We've been we've been waiting for that for when I got to the to the valley or Modesto, you know, twenty years ago. That's it was all kings, and then the the Warriors started winning. So I'm excited about that. Um, also, one other thing, um, what do you think about uh, Josh McDaniel? You think there there is a a, a a a certain people that just I mean the Raider fans out here. I mean I, I'm a uh, to me, I call myself a student of the game. I follow the game. I don't get too high, too low. But some people are just getting just way over the top. They're calling them, if you don't mind, some people call them McDummy. I'm not saying that. They're calling them. They're just saying so much stuff to fans. Nope. Antonio, we lost you there. I'll tell you this. I'll finish it for you, Antonio. Thank you for the call. This is a, a bottom line business. You either win or lose. Here's what we do know about Josh McDaniels. He was an utter failure in Denver when he was a head coach for the first time. He took over a team that had been to the playoffs the year before, and he failed miserably in his first year. So I understand how a lot of Raider fans would be very skeptical about the future moving forward with him as their head coach. I understand that. Let's get to Connor. Connor, how are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, I had a couple quick things today. I mean, you were talking about the road trip of four games to the Kings starting here in a really shortly, and I, I agree. Three and one, if you could just stop and not play any of the games and you told me we'd go three and one, I'd be completely fine with that. I mean, even two and two, I don't think is the end of the world. I mean, 500 ball no. for the rest of the season is going to be – is going to put you in a good position. But it won't give you that great momentum you're looking for going into the postseason. You know what I mean? I mean uh, you would want to go in – like if the playoffs were starting right now for Sacramento, Kings fans would feel great. They're like, wow, we're playing really well. We're on a roll. You know, you don't want to go in not playing your best basketball of the year. But I, I'm with you over the big picture, yes. 500 the rest of the way would probably – I mean, you're going to be no worse than three. That's for sure. Yeah, I get it because the role they've been on has been against very quality – top tier opponents although there's been a lot of absences for some of the teams but looking at the next four games it's probably the easiest the schedule will be for the rest of the season you got the bulls the nets the jazz i think if you go three and one that's the best situation i mean i'm assuming they're going to yep. drop one on a slow shooting night or something but three and one is ideal for this stretch yeah let me ask you a football question what you think of the cowboys uh releasing ezekiel elliott I thought it was fine. I mean, Tony Pollard's the better running back by far. He's yep. their guy. Ezekiel Elliott yep. had a couple good years. I think his time has passed. Running backs eventually after a couple years. That's why I don't like the big contracts because they're not really consistent after a couple years. That's why I was happy they gave Saquon a tag instead of a big extension. I'm with you. I, I agree with you 100%.
Yeah, and then the other thing I had today, I just found out, really grateful, I'm going to get to go to the one of the March Madness games tomorrow at Golden 1, so super awesome. excited for that. Good for you, going to Session 1 or Session 2? I think I'm just going to the first game in the morning, so, I mean, oh, okay. that should be awesome. Good for you, and then uh, do me a fit, well, you'll call. I would love to know, uh, you know, how that goes, so, you know, call the show tomorrow and let me know how that is. I, that's good for you, man. That should be a lot of fun for you. I'm really happy that you're getting a chance to do that. Yeah, I'll for sure call. That's all I got today. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, uh, raise your hand and we will do that. So good to have everybody here on Open Forum Wednesday. Don't forget, Ryan will have the pregame and then he'll join me for uh, halftime and postgame. Really have uh, appreciated those that have uh, reached out with DMs about interest in sponsoring the shows on YouTube. If you're interested in being a sponsor, send me a direct message on either Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter, and I'll be very happy to get back to you. All right, let's get to uh, Dorian. Dorian's turn. Hello, Dorian. How are you today? Hey, Grant. I'm doing freaking awesome, man. Hope everyone's doing really awesome, too. Uh, we got, what do you got planned for the weekend, Grant? Just watching basketball for the most part, Dorian. You know, the tournament uh, definitely will be locked into that. I love it, man. That's awesome. I wanted to ask you, Grant, you know, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Dame Lillard fan, you know, and I, yeah. I didn't really listen to his podcast or like that. And I'm not sure if you've already commented on this, but what were you what were your thoughts a little bit on what he said about, like, the NBA being a ring culture now, you know? And the reason I ask is because, you know, I'm a big Kings fan. I've been going to games since I was a little kid. And the last jersey I've bought was either a Mike Baby jersey or a Chris Webber jersey. I haven't, I haven't like, loved a Sacramento King or I haven't loved an NBA player enough to buy their jersey. And, you know, what What? what, what are your thoughts on on Dame Miller's comments in regards to the NBA becoming more of a, of a, of a just well, getting a ring to ring culture? You know, if I had a son or a daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter and they wanted to idolize and really look up to an NBA player, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that would be better in that department than Damian Lillard. To me, he exemplifies everything that I want in a professional athlete. He's devoted to the city that he plays for. He is a tremendous athlete. He's great in the community. He seems to have all of uh, his ducks lined up in a row. He has a good perspective on work and life. He has perspective on family. He has perspective on friends. He's um, he's got he's he's as well rounded as any person I've heard speak that is in the NBA. I'm a huge fan of Damian Lillard. I've been a huge fan of his. Um, I thought his comments, you know, with JJ Redick were spot on on that podcast. And I'll tell you, the uh, once again, you know, and I'm going to talk about this on my podcast Friday. This is another red flag that seemingly is being ignored by Adam Silver because the league's in trouble right now. And Damian Lillard uh, said as much in the podcast. This league is in trouble. And Damian Lillard, I thought his his words and his thoughtfulness, if I'm the commissioner of the NBA, I'm listening very closely to what Damian Lillard said. I would not be ignoring what Damian Lillard said. Yeah. You know, Grant, with your, with your you know, 32 years of being in the NBA – you know, how do you, where, where do you envision the NBA going? Like, obviously, it's we're in a digital age now where consumers like myself are, are, are streaming and watching games, you know, on their phone or, you know, YouTube TV, not on the television anymore. I really think that 
artificial intelligence, all these other technology capabilities are going to allow us to like be at the game without being at the game. But like from a, from an athlete perspective and team perspective, where do you see the NBA, you know, what, what do you see the NBA in, in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years? Well, I can't look that far ahead. 20 years is too long, but uh, I will say that the league needs to make changes. I think they have an image problem right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that they have lost a lot of fans. This latest episode with John Morant uh, is not good for the image of the league. I give Morant credit for taking the steps that he's taking, and hopefully you know, he'll be able to come out of this and be a mentor for younger players like himself that fell into the pitfalls of stardom, big money, and everything else. I mean, if he can do that, he will have taken a negative and turned it into a big positive. So only time will tell on that. But the league, to me, biggest problem, Dorian, is the way the game is played. Yeah. And the way the game is played right now, it's too much three-point shooting. And the league needs to figure that out. They need to figure that out. And I also think, Dorian, you know, Adam Silver continues to get hammered by – people like myself, but even people that have a much, much, much bigger platform than I do, he needs to start getting more of a backbone and run his league. He's not running his league. And I mean, think about this story. Why is it that the NBA only came out today with the announcement that they're suspending John Moran for eight games? Why did it take well over a week before the NBA? I I don't understand this. What the hell is the NBA doing? Yeah, do you think it was just because they wanted, you know, obviously the investigation was over, but do you think they just wanted to like see like see if there's more any more facts or anything or do you, or or why do you think it took that that long? I, I I don't know, but the NBA also has a referee problem right now. Dorian, yeah. I think we can all admit that this year's officiating has been subpar, uh particularly at the end of games. It has not been good. They need to fix that. They need to fix a lot of things with their game. So I'm not going to go 20 years from now, but 10 years from now, this game needs to be look. It needs to look different in 10 years than it does today. The way the game is played now, Dorian, is turning off a lot of fans. Fans don't want to just watch, you know, let's stand behind the three-point line and chuck up as many shots as we can. And if we make them, we're going to win. And if we don't make them, we're going to lose. That's not the way the game was meant to be played. I'll I'll ask you this, Dorian. I always say this. What would happen right now if Shaquille O'Neal was 19 years old or 20 years old coming out of LSU, would they all of a sudden put him in the NBA and make him a three-point shooting guy? Or would they say, wow, we've got a dominant guy that no one can stop. We're going to put him on the block and feed him the ball and let him go to work. We don't see that anymore. We don't see teams take a big fella and utilize him around the basket. And I just wonder what would happen to Shaquille O'Neal now if he played in the league? Yeah, I agree. Do you think that Kings are one of the only teams in the NBA that actually have a true big man like Sabonis? I mean, he's he's working on a shot a little bit, but yeah. do you think he's yeah he's one of the uh-huh. one, one of the only teams? He's, he's very unique because of his passing ability. Yeah, you know he can score yeah. around the basket with both hands, but you know his passing also is extremely unique quality, which you know got from his dad Arvidas, who you know is arguably the best passing big man in the history of the sport. So yeah, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking my, my call, Grant. Go Kings. I appreciate you. Thank you, Dorian. Yep, you too, bud. Bye-bye now. All right, Bye-bye. let's get to uh, some more phone calls. Why don't we uh, say hello to uh, Brian? Brian, it's your turn right here on Open Forum Wednesday. How are you? I'm well, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, actually, Dorian just stole a little of my thunder as far as just piggybacking that conversation. In regards to the three-point shot, 
yes, we've gone too far the other way with threes or the game centered around the three more or less. And I just was going to comment, the Kings seem to be that anomaly where, yes, we score a lot of points. However, we have Sabonis and he brings that dimension of the big man, the ability to score down low, pass the ball. Uh, generally speaking, the brand of basketball is fun to watch. And, and I find their brand, you know, suited with the balance of the three ball with, you know, for today's game, as well as using Sabonis and his skill set down low. Obviously, he's an all-star. You know, there's only one Sabonis and very few big men who can pass the ball. But uh, as a Kings fan, we're lucky to have that balance, in my opinion. Uh, he's turned around this whole franchise. I mean, I, that trade last February changed this franchise around. And it yeah, also and it, enabled, it enabled De'Aaron Fox to become the player that he's become this year. Oh, 100%. And, uh, and regarding the other teams who don't have Sabonis, I don't know what the solution is. I know we've as on the show have talked about that at length as far as, you know, the ideas of how to solve that issue. I know you've mentioned Jerry Reynolds' idea about extending the three and what have you. All I know is as a plateau of, of how bad the game is, the All-Star game, all-star game it showed that so much lack of uh competitiveness and just going down and shooting yep. the three and that not to speak volumes to uh adam silver not that it will but that was the most horrible game of any all-star you know sport that i've seen in yep. years and and i don't know what the solution is uh you know i do know i if i recall right last year in the playoffs the ratings actually were not that good as the playoffs went. No, they and weren't. A lot of it was the up and down uh, uh, swings of the scores of the, throughout playoff series. Isn't that right? Yeah. I mean, the, the ratings have not been good. And oh, I'm going to correct you on one thing. Jerry didn't say extend the three. He wants to get rid of the corner three. He wants to take the corner three out of the sport. He thinks if you got rid of the corner three, uh, it would open it. It would make the game a lot better. But, oh, yeah, yeah you, you know, the ratings said. Not a problem. The ratings certainly have. No, 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 no problem. The ratings um, are an issue. Uh, you know, the NBA Finals ratings were an issue last year. They have been an issue. You can't, you can't ignore that. Well, you know, and it's partly in the, in the playoffs. The game does adjust somewhat to where it is a little bit of a slower game. It is a, a more physical. So you, you know, the up and down three point game. You know, 130, 40 points that adjusts in the playoffs and over a seven game series you're going to have those swings, which is a consequence of that type of play. And, and I don't know if it yep. has to happen organically where teams just got to figure out where, yes, you play one, one style in the playoffs, but you are who you are. And unless there are some rule changes, it's probably just going to be more of that in the playoffs, I imagine. Appreciate the phone call. Have fun at the game tomorrow with your kids. Oh, yeah. No, we'll do. I'll call you Friday. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, we've got other people we want to get to, and uh, we check in with Rich. Rich, how are you on this Wednesday? I'm good. Can you hear me, hey, Grant? Yep. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, I've got you on my on my phone. You know, I'm in the in the car. I'm actually right at San Diego State, going into Trader Joe's here in a minute. But uh, I had to share something with you that I think you'll enjoy. You know, with Bennett's, right? Your sponsor. Yep. Yep. I come to find out. I used to run Chevys with him for like about three and a half years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Brian. yeah, yeah. Brian was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, when you said Bennett's, I didn't put two and two together. And then I come to find out with a, another guy that we used to work with. 
uh, that also worked for Brian. He goes, yeah, he's got Bennett's in Sacramento. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's crazy. That? So, Small world. Yeah, so next time you talk to him, you have to tell him I said hello. I will. If and when, if and when you do, because he'll, he'll remember me for sure. We worked together yep. for about three years. And, yep. uh, yeah, I'm excited because I've got my granddaughters flying in just in a little bit uh, from Orlando, and they're – they're, uh, you know, they're becoming Kings fans, and I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to turning them on to the game tonight, along with my son. They're gonna be with their dad, you know, so my son's coming in also. So, anyway, but yeah, I'm on my way into. The st- I just had to throw that out and let you know that, and tell, tell Brian I said hello. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. All you right. Take and, care. And, yeah, we're going for 50 games, man. 50. I mean, 50 wins this year. Just so you know, just to reinforce, <laughs> we're gonna hit 50. Sounds Keep good. that number in mind, okay? <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, brother. Take care. Bye. We got uh, Zach, who is next, right here on Listen Up. Hey, Zach. Hey, great. Hey, I wanted to uh, talk about the whole thing with, uh, was it something about a podcast with uh, Damian Lillard? Was it, does he have his own podcast? Uh, he did a podcast with J.J. Redick and one other individual, and I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was Dame's podcast or another, but it was uh, released this week in I would just say Google Damian Lillard podcast or whatever, and you'll see it. He had some very interesting comments that he made. Yeah, but I think it was uh, was it Dorian that was talking about that whole podcast and the ring chasing? I can barely hear you, Zach. I can barely hear you. Can you hear me? You're very faint. But anyway, um, I don't know what the name of the podcast is. I'm sorry. Thanks, buddy. Just Google it. All right. Uh, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand. And I'll be happy to uh, put you on. Yeah, you know, again, some great things, great comments, you know, about the game. And the the league needs to pay attention to that. In my opinion, they can't ignore that. I mean, a guy like Damian Lillard is speaking like that. You better you better listen up. You better listen. I mean, he's one of the game's best and most respected players. I mean, he, he's got the whole, the whole package there. He really does. All right, again, I want to hear from you on this Open Forum Wednesday. We can go in any direction that you would like. Don't forget the uh, pregame show. Got the Kings and the Bulls. How about that? Four-game road trip. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to all of that. Uh, Ryan's getting ready to start his show right now on the pregame. And then uh, I'll be on with Ryan at halftime and post-game as well. Kings and Bulls, first of all, if you missed my conversation with Jerry Reynolds today, go check it out. (laughs) Jerry is so funny. Ryan also joined us on the stream. At your leisure, go back and watch the show we had today. It was a riot. It's freaking unbelievable. Jerry is so funny. Always have a, a lot of laughs when we're on with him. So, again, don't forget halftime, post game. And then right now, the pregame show, uh, beginning with uh, Ryan uh, as well. So what do you think? Three and one, you'll take three and one, right? I mean, two and two, worst case scenario, but you'll take three and one and more than anything, healthy. You know, get back on that plane in a week and make sure that everyone's healthy. That's what I want. Health. Health. That's where you need to be. All right, again, we'll give you an opportunity to join the show. If not, then I'm going to 
take off in a couple of minutes and watch Ryan's show, but I want to get to Waggus. Hello, Waggus. How are you doing today? Hey, Grants. Um, I'm doing good. So just wanted to chime in on open forum. Uh, so question, um, which quarterback will have more pressure on him in the New York market if Aaron does go there, Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Aaron Rodgers for sure, because Daniel is like Eli Manning. He, he stays out of the fray. Um, he is very calculated with his responses to the media. And he's, he's, a, he's an Eli Manning clone with the media. Aaron is going to be doing big-time media and says very polarizing things. So without a question, it would be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And would love to have him uh, on your podcast, uh, you know, in the future. Well, I'll reach out to him. I'll reach out to him. Yeah. You know, one thing about him, do you think that he genuinely is an open book? Because it seems like he's just an open book. Or do you think that Um, he does that on purpose? He's one of the smartest guys I've ever talked to. So I, I don't think he does anything without thinking about it. Yeah, he's a pretty open book. What I mean by open book is like he's the kind of guy that'll probably go in front of the media and tell you what he's thinking about exactly instead of you hearing from sources, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For the most part. For the most part, yes. Absolutely. In the news. Yep. Yeah. So yep. So um and then the last thing I was thinking about this, the Kings have forty wins. I think they'll get forty eight this year. I, I, okay. I think they'll get eight or do you think Kings get ten more? Mm. I, you know, the part of the problem with that is I don't, I don't know, Waggus, if Mike Brown's going to, you know, put a leash on these guys in the final three games or so with minutes and stuff, if they're either going to be a two or a three seed, you understand? So like, let's say they have the two, let's say, let's say they have the two seed locked up with three games left. Is he going to like, instead of playing Fox and Sabonis 35 minutes a game? play him 18 minutes a game. You understand when that would impact the way the game's played. So it's hard to say. Okay. But you don't think Mike Brown is playing for a certain seed to avoid a matchup, right? No. He no, nope. like, absolutely okay, not. Because that'd, be, that'd be a stupid way. Of because coaching. you're, um, you're not going to, it's, it's, you won't know the matchup until the last day of the season based on the way the standings look right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, the top four team that I have that are probably going to be scary is Denver. I, I got to put the Clippers in there. Got to put the Warriors in there. And I had the Suns in there, um, but now I'm between the Suns and the Lakers because the Lakers are looking, starting to look really good. So, But it all depends on their yeah, well, players coming back. Absolutely. And if they're healthy, there aren't going to be a lot of people that are going to pick the Kings to beat the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs if the Lakers are healthy. Yeah, or the Suns. Yeah, and then the other night's game, I was really impressed with the Kings. Yeah, but they're not. The chances of them playing the Suns are not very good. I mean, yeah. the Suns would have to drop quite a bit. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the Suns. Could it be? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be, but I don't think so. Yeah, and yeah, just Suns. You know, obviously, are looking like a different team without Kevin Durant, and that's expected. And plus, I, I really, really enjoyed the game the other night. Watched the entire thing and. Watch the Bulls game. It, it was probably one of the bigger games that we had, kind of like a playoff atmosphere back and forth. Yeah, the Bucks and, game was great. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, at the I think you said it right on on your post game show. You said the Kings have all stars, they have a superstar, and that's the difference. That's right. So, yep. 
No question. It'll be fun. Yep. yep. And I'll look forward to today's post game. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. And thanks everyone for joining us. I'm going to uh, chime in in a couple of minutes after we, uh, well, I guess I'll do it right now. I would love to watch uh, Ryan's show a little bit and then he'll be joining me at the half and at post game. So make it a good one, everyone. Kings, Bulls, tip off in a little bit and then I'll be back with you over on YouTube. So long, everybody.